Hi everybody, I'm John Torrance. Welcome to our podcast channel. I know that you will be blessed by today's message. We trust you enjoyed this message. To stay connected to Durban Christian Center, like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, and download our DCC Church app. Hop onto our website for any information you might need about the Durban Christian Center. If you are in Durban, South Africa, we would absolutely love for you to join us at our Sunday morning services at 8 a.m. and 10.30 a.m. You can find us at 39 Golf Road, Mabel. God bless you. We look forward to seeing you. Bye-bye. Hi, my name is Zachariah Muli. I joined the Dream Machines in 2019. And I don't know how to compress the last four years of my life in the Dream Machines in a simple but bold way. But it's just that, simple and bold. I've been under the mentorship of Pastor Kondra, who has really changed my life, not only with general life lessons, but specifically in my schooling life. In 2021, he prophesied over my life that I would open up multiple businesses before the age of 25. And I had no idea how I was going to do it financially or any mythology and how I was going to do it. Last year, I was in my prayer time and I received this word from God to start my own Christian gym apparel business. From then, I've been consistently working, dedicated, to pursue my dream. Hi family, my name is Nelwazin Mabo. I joined the ministry in 2014 and I have been department hopping, but currently I serve at the coffee shop. Um, one thing that has come to my realization is that nothing happens at, at a coincidence. Everything happens um, a part of his divine plan. And so when 2020 hit and we had COVID, I, um, as an artist, I, I didn't have anything to do. So I decided to join an industry that is in demand and I studied um, cooking. And lo and behold, um, God's done so many miraculous things for me. Uh, I'm so fortunate to have been found by Amanda, um, who has played a very huge role in my business through the mighty works of God. I currently supply the church cafe with my baked goods every Sunday and I have never had a Sunday where I have not sold out. So God has just been really amazing. He sees all, he knows all, he does all. And in the wise words of our senior pastor, he does exceedingly, abundantly and above all. So try God. <laughs> Praise the Lord, everybody. It's Sunday and we're here in church. And I wanna welcome each and every one of you this morning, those of you that are watching online. Can we put our hands together, family, and just welcome whoever you are from whatever part of the world you're watching. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Well, we thought of doing things a little bit different today. And uh, I wanted to take this day just to really, really, from the bottom of my heart, thank every single dream teamer, every person that is volunteering, every person that is involved somewhere. We are so, so 
grateful. And I want to tell you, man, for my wife and myself, it just gives us such joy to see people functioning in their places in the body of Christ. And so I thought that today uh, we could just really hone in on our dream teamers because really we wouldn't be able to do what we do for you on a Sunday to create this epic experience if it wasn't for all of our dream teamers. So let's put our hands together one more time. Come on, you can do better than that. Praise the Lord. So I've got behind me a whole lot of guys and girls that are involved in various departments. We've got Seluleko who is out there sometimes. He's busy waving at you and uh, making you feel at home. My heart's desire was to have, um, you know, like right when people drive into the gates, that something would happen, that they would, that somebody uh, would take it upon themselves and say, God, use me, that even as before they've even walked into the church already out in the car park, through somebody's heart, through somebody's willingness to serve, through somebody's willingness to be yielded to the Holy Ghost, that they're already out there having an encounter. And thank you so much, Seluleko, for making that possible. Amen. Uh, we've also got uh, Andrea or Andy, who's part of videography, and we're going to be talking to her a little bit. Um, she does look young because she is young, uh, not young as me, but almost uh, my age. But we're going to be talking to her, and she's involved in, uh, in videography. Then we've got Dumo behind me, who's involved in Photography on this side, sorry. <laughs> um, and he's involved in photography. We've got the coffee shop lady. You saw the video, Nolwazi. She's helping us. Where's Gino? Gino is there in the back, and he is involved in our DCC kids, and he's doing a great job. Uh, we've got Funda, who is, uh, um, helps us in our check-in. For those of you who say, oh, here we go again, that we have to put our name and all of it. There's a reason why we do that, but Fonda's involved in that. We're going to have a, a chit-chat to her as well. Um, we've got Farai. He's almost as tall as I am, um, and he's involved in our, in our lineup singers. And, uh, and just I love the exuberance, both him and his wife, when they sing. In fact, today was really awesome. Can you give the praise and worship team a phenomenal round of applause? Let me just tell you, this coming Thursday night, 6 p.m., if you can so much as sing, like me, all right, uh, if you can play an instrument uh, and you want to be a part of the music department, we are inviting you this Thursday, 6 p.m. We're going to have a great open night, and I want to encourage you, man, uh, come and be a part of this phenomenal team this worship team. I did that many, 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 many years ago. Of course, you know my story where I was involved playing the drums. But this coming Thursday, Jazz, is that right? 6 p.m. right here in the Jesus Dome. I might even be here. Uh, if you can, if you can, I don't know, like sing a tune like me, as I say. You don't have to be a, a nightingale, but, but as long as you're, you, you, you can be a gale in the night. No, I'm kidding. But uh, if you've got a singing ability, and I know there's many of you out there that have a singing ability. You're leaving me all here by myself, and you know that I can't sing. But anyways, that's another story for another day. 
Um, we want to encourage you, be a part of this team, all right? Be, be a, if, if, you, if you're musical in any way, uh, be a part. If you can dance like me again, I, just use me as a reference, then come and be a part of, of this team, all right? Um, we've got uh, O'Neill. Where's O'Neill? There he is there. Now, when people get saved and we take them to the side, we're not kind of brainwashing them and then asking for their bank details and uh, emptying out their pockets and all of that. We're taking care of them, and O'Neill is involved in that just to make sure that there's a follow-up because um, if people are not followed up and they're not plugged in and connected, I can tell you, in uh, several weeks down the road, a month, three months down the road, those same people that came up and gave their hearts to the Lord are, will be nowhere to be found. They might have back backslidden, all right? So our job is to make sure. I remember Pastor Fred saying to us one day, he said, guys, we do a good job at getting people saved, but as quickly as they're coming in, they're going out the back door. Make, let's make sure that the back door is closed. Again, not that we're a cult and, no, and once you're in here, you can't leave but just to make sure that you are properly cared for, that there is a foundation that is being laid in your life. And we have our establishers that do that. And of course, uh, this church, remember when Pastor Fred was alive and Sister Nell was with us, uh, was a house of prayer and still is a house of prayer for all nations. And we want to thank Lawrence. Where's Lawrence? Right behind me. Lawrence is behind me. Thank you so much, Lawrence, for making sure that together with uh, Pastor Nkosi, that there is prayer that's happening in this church. Behind the scenes, there are intercessors that are interceding for you and I. Every day of the week, there are people that are praying. Every hour of that day, there are people that are praying. And Lawrence uh, does a good job of that helping, being a part of the intercession. Then we have Blaze, and he's on fire. A Blaze for God, who does an amazing job together with the rest of the guys on sound, all right? Then we have Cindy Gray, who um, absolutely does a phenomenal job with regards to stage management, making sure that everybody's queued up and, and all of that is happening. And we want to thank her for that. Where is Amanda? Amanda, somewhere, um, is she here? Amanda, run the back there, who's part of uh, Blended. She is helping to lead up, part of the leadership there in Blended. And we want to thank her for doing that. Charlene George, who's been here with us. How many years? Like hundreds and thousands of years, Charlene. She's been here um, for many years, helping us and ushering. Of course, to my left is Seth, whom I taught, by the way, how to dance. I just thought I'd make mention of that. But Seth and Kara is, are doing a great job uh, in the dance section. We want to thank the Lord for them. And then to my left is Bobby. Uh, and again, Bobby and Cyril. Uh, they're involved in hospitality. They've been here forever and ever and ever. Amen. And we want to thank the Lord for them and their faithfulness. And then Ayanda, where's he? There he is in the back there, who is involved in security. Thank you so much, Ayanda, for helping us. And every one of them is doing such a great job. And let me tell you that all of these people, uh, barring um, Andrea, of course, because she's still at school, they're all working people. They're all working, and they've got some of them are high-profile people. And we're going to begin today with Funda. And Funda is actually an advocate. She's an advocate. And so I would assume that you are quite high up there. I mean, there are people that have, are underneath you, Funda, and you carry a lot of responsibility, and I 
Imagine that your days are jam-packed. You have a carry a tight schedule. You, you have to make an appointment to see Funda. You can't just rock up there. There are things happening. I'm sure already she's looked at her calendar for this next week and the weeks to follow. But she's high up as an advocate. And I've often thought, now there she is doing check-ins, and she now has to come under authority almost. She has to come and serve. She's no longer an advocate. What is it? How, how are you able to abdicate your advocate throne and come and serve in the local house? How are you, how are you able to do that, Fonda? So bear with me if you see me laughing. <laughs> the funny thing for me is that when I joined this church last year as a member, there's one thing that I was certain about, and that's that I never want to serve, and I don't want to be part of any ministry. You actually said that. <laughs> <laughs> I actually said that. I said that to the team, the screening team. I just was comfortable with the idea of being complacent. I wanted to be that person that walks in and walks out, go about my life, carry on with my normal business. And I, have, I had every excuse that you can think about for not serving. Some of the excuses were like, I'm too busy. Or I would look at the people and be like, well, this is too difficult for me. And the other reason was that I felt like there's no department here where I thought I would actually fit in. Because when I actually observed each and every department, I was like, not only do I need to work with people, but I need to love people and I need to be patient with people. And I was like, God, I don't have any of these characteristics. <laughs> so for me, I had those excuses, but the Holy Spirit really has been my guide through it all because not only did the Holy Spirit prompt me to serve, but the Holy Spirit also gave me the godly attributes, you know, and it has really been a blessing for me to be able to, to serve in the house of the Lord. And when the Holy Spirit actually enticed me to serve, I had two prayers, Pastor John. I said, number one, God, I know that I'm called an advocate, but when I come to the house of the Lord, can you please teach me how to be humble? Teach me how to be grounded. Because I observed how Christ was. He carried the biggest title. I mean, he was the son of God. He could have been so proud, but instead, God did, I mean, Jesus didn't want to be served. Instead, he was a servant. He was so selfless. He was Amen. so humble. He was Praise so loving. And he That's was good. so kind. So for me, that stood out for me. And I was like, I want to be like Christ. So God, forget about the title. In fact, help me to forget about the title and just help me to be down there with the people and serve your people. The second prayer, Pastor John, was that, Lord, help me to love people because I knew I struggled with love. So I was like, God, can you please help me to be able to love the next person? Mm. Lord, help me to be able to be patient. Lord, fill me up with, you know, uh, the fruits of the Spirit, that being joy, that being kindness, because when I stand there at the door and I meet different people, some people give us attitudes. So I always say, God, even sometimes when a person looks at me and they frown and they come and I'm like, oh my God, what do I do? But I always say, Lord, please 
Just give me the spirit of joy. Yeah. Just give me the spirit of kindness and give me the spirit of love to be able to serve your people. So being able to now assume the position of servitude for me, it comes naturally and easy because of that. Because wow. I have those prayers to God and I talk to God like that. So it becomes so easy and it flows so naturally. And I also understand that number one, it's not about me, but it's about the advancement of the kingdom of God. And number two, also for me, I'm always like, God, can you please, can food that decrease mm, and can mm, you, God, increase? Mm, mm, mm. So for me, it's always about that. And the last thing is that for me, when I serve, it's really a love offering because I, I always acknowledge what God did for me and what he continues to do for me. So when I wake up every morning and sometimes I'm like, I don't want to go, God. I've got so many things that I need to do. Or I want to go to the beach. I want to go surfing. But I'm like, I remember that God has done so much for me. And sometimes when you say thank you to God, for me, it feels like it's not enough. I can't speak for other people. But for me, when I say thank you, Lord, it feels like it's not enough. Wow. So I always say, I'd rather come and serve. I would rather pick up papers or do anything in the house of the Lord. That's where I come wow. from. Thank you. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? Praise the Lord. Come on, hallelujah. Oh, on my right is Brother Blessing here, always smiling, Sibu Sisu. Um, if there's one thing that I, I have seen about you is, man, you're always by the door waiting to shake somebody's hand. And there's always such a big smile on his face. I don't know if there's ever a Sunday where, where you're not smiling. Um, but now, listen, you're, you're a general manager of a, quite a big retail company. Um, you're a busy man. You're a family man. You've got children. And yet you are able to come here every Sunday and always smiling um, and always ready to just welcome. I, I think if I think about blessing, I think about a welcoming I feel so welcomed. Anybody here feel welcomed when you, when you, and, and that's most of our guys, all of our guys, but, but with blessing, it's like, I don't know, this, he touches my heart. The smile in his face captures me, captivates me, and I'm drawn in. And how are you able to keep that smile? I'm, I'm sure there's maybe challenges going on, maybe at work, you know, maybe in the family, but how is it blessing that you're able to put such a big smile on your face? Morning, Pastor John. Morning to the congregation. Pastor John, I will take that attribute back to the church. Because firstly, the vision of the church, mm. it's, not, it's very rich in the sense that it's not only about us knowing God, which is what we taught in the church, and it's not only about us finding freedom as well. Yeah. And moreover, it's not only about discovering our purpose, it's about us making a difference. Making a difference. That's, That's the good. part, Pastor John, that stuck with me in my wow. heart. In the sense that to be hospitable, yeah. it's what we've been taught here in the church. It's an action that we can do yeah. to be acknowledged. But to be of service, mm. Mm. it's when, Pastor John, you, you exchange yeah. the love that we have in you to make a betterment and a difference to somebody else. Mm. Mm. The scripture that comes to mind, Pastor John, it's Matthew 20, verse 28, that states that our Lord Jesus Christ didn't come on this earth to be saved. Mm. He came to serve and to become ransom for many. Came to serve, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. 
Praise the Lord. And that on its own, Pastor John, it's the first demonstration of the kindest of service that Christ did for us. He came down on earth. He left the glory of heaven to come and be amongst us. Mm, mm. It didn't end there, Pastor John. Amongst people. Amongst all of us, yeah. amongst us as people. And it didn't end there. He even went to the arena of being in our, tra in our everyday travels. You see him uh, crying with other people. You see him celebrating the victories mm. that we all celebrate as people. Yeah. So that on its own, Pastor John, it, it humbles me enough to mm. understand that I was mm. a sinner, but yet God didn't see a sinner in me. Mm. So yes. I have, I'm, I'm indebted to pour my heart out wow. and wow. to ensure that the same love that I received, yes. that I, I didn't deserve, yes. I'm unworthy of his blood. Yes. I must pour it out to the people. Mm. And this, Pastor John, another thing that I like to highlight is the fact that there's benefits in serving God. What are some of those benefits that you can testify about, Blessing? Pastor, first, the first one, Pastor John, is at work, I came to realize that what I've learned at church, I must apply it at work. Mm. At church, I've learned that authority comes with a dosage of humility. At work, whenever people see me, I was taught at this church that I'm the ambassador of the kingdom. Mm. Whenever people see me, they are still a reflection of Christ in me. So how I conduct myself, how I treat people at work, it attributes to whom I'm serving. Wow, wow. Fantastic. Praise the Lord. Very valuable. This is invaluable. Praise God. And John 12, 26, Pastor John says that, as a servant of God, God will honor us. I'll just say the last part of it. Because it starts from saying, yeah. those that serve me will follow me. Yes. But I like to, to emphasize on the last part that says, God will honor those that serve him. Mm. While I'm saying that, Pastor John, there's lots of things that happen around me, around my family structure, that I can't raise my hands and say, I have any hand in it. I'm, mm. I've seen God ever since I started serving. I have, I've seen a great impact in every part of my life. Mm. I've never slept with my family without any food. Wow, wow, wow. Praise God. He always provides, and he's not a dead off man. Mm. Mm. So, Pastor John, there's more in us that we are to pour out if we are to demonstrate and to become ambassadors of the Christ that we serve. Amen. Thank you, blessing. Praise the Lord. Powerful stuff. Bobby, you're next to me here. You're quite high up in a bank. Yeah. You're a, obviously a wife, a mother, uh, busy, busy, busy during the week. And yet, uh, you are here at very early, 6 o'clock uh, Sunday morning, uh, working two services, as all of them are, and um, in the hospitality lounge. And um, what is it that drives you to get up at that time, come here, and be here for two services. You're serving in the back. Nobody's really seeing you uh, behind the scenes. That's yes. the kind of what you're doing. What is it? Tell us a little bit more about what's happening. I think my greatest motivation is my love for the Lord. Mm. And if you love the Lord, then you've got to love His people. And when we serve, we've got to serve 
with the love of God. I mean, we are instruments to reflect that love to the people. Yeah. And being in hospitality, it's save people, serve people. So it's merely serving the people that you see on the stage on a Sunday, right up until even the cleaners. We've got three hospitality sections in this church, which I must say we must be very grateful because um, you don't really get this, where the church actually gives... I mean, we have people catering for our volunteers that are serving, for all the volunteers that are serving on a Sunday, and that's provided by the church. Um, and, you know, it's, it's just the love that God actually has shown me that when I serve, I just serve with the There's same a love. fulfillment and a exactly. satisfaction on and the inside, a satisfaction inside, a purpose. on the inside, yeah. And the Word of God says in Psalm 1 verse 4, uh, serve with gladness, mm. and that's what we do. And, you know, the satisfaction of serving uh, God's people is that in the end of the day, we're all part of a team, whether it's the cleaner, whether it's those in the parking lot, we're all yeah. part of a team. Yeah. And the satisfaction is seeing people drawn to the heart of the Father and coming on a Sunday and, and that altar call. I think that's the ultimate satisfaction of it all. Praise God. That's everything we do is really exactly. to create an epic experience for yes. people that they can encounter God. Awesome. Thank you, Bobby. We're going to have a look at some more testimonies on video. Let's have a look right now, guys. Hi, guys. I'm Ujabu Mumalo. I'm a part of the Dream Team in the house, and I must say, serving in this house has really impacted my life and it goes all the way back to when I finished high school. I just couldn't find my identity and the more I got involved, I started finding my identity. I got involved in the dance ministry. I got involved in the car park where it was greeting people. That's where I learned how to smile too, guys. Um, I also got involved in the music and it really impacted my life because even outside of this environment, I, I've met a few people and we've did a few events. And you know, the more socializing that I did in volunteering, it really impacted my life outside of church. So I encourage you, to get involved, get in touch, and start serving Dream Team, Dream Machines. Hi family, my name is Titania Teva, and today I'm gonna to be sharing my testimony which stems back to my last year of varsity during the peak of COVID. I remember praying to God one day, asking him, what am I gonna do with my life the following year? Because with the situation of COVID, I had no idea what I'd be doing. And I remember him telling me, when the time is right, I, the Lord, will make it happen. So I took that scripture with me and went through the entire year. And I remember on the last day of varsity, receiving a phone call from this unknown number. So I answered it and they asked me to come for an interview. And I didn't even apply to any jobs at that time. So the following Monday, I go for the interview, very nervous, fresh out of varsity, not knowing what to expect. And instead of asking me questions, they told me what date I'll be starting, why I'm capable of doing this job and how I can grow and prosper in this career path going forward. Fast forward, I start my new job and then I join the media team and then God's like, I'm not done with you. And he gives me and he blesses me rather with my first car with no help from anyone at the age of 21. So I took all these blessings in disguise and gave him all the praise and the glory because I was grounded in his word and served in his kingdom. And if I had to give any advice to anyone, it would be Matthew 6 verse 33, which is, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all things will be added to you. Thank you. Praise the Lord. Isn't that awesome? Hallelujah. 
Uh, on my right, we've got um, Andy or Andrea. She's in grade 10, and she's involved in the video department, and she's a teenager. And I'm thinking like teenager, like Sunday, you could be sleeping in. Like most teenagers, they love to sleep, or they could be doing other things. But here you are, Andy. You're involved in videography, helping uh, comms and the rest of the video department. You're a grade 10 uh, student and uh, a teenager. And I'm just, I'm, I don't know about anybody else, but I'm like amazed. I'm amazed that we've got a schoolgoer who could be doing other things. You could be sleeping in right now. There's a lot of teenagers that are sleeping right now. But here you are. What is it that drove you to, to, to get involved as a teenager? Um, still at school, that you felt the desire to get involved in the church. Thank you so much, Pastor. Hello, everyone. So my drive was that I love serving. I, whether that be at school, out of school, anywhere, I love people, I love serving. And on top of that, I loved media. Every time I used to come into the church, I used to be so fascinated with the cameras and the sound booth, and I was thinking, one day I'm going to be there. So then... Here I am, I'm so grateful to be here, you know, with Comrade and the team. They're such good mentors to all of us, you know. And the good thing about getting involved so young is that there's such a good grounding to it. You meet people who are like-minded and who can help you to develop in your relationship with Christ too. So that's the most important thing for me. And to parents out there who also want their kids to be involved, um, Really go for it, but I say encourage them, but not pressurize them or force them into this because it has to come from a place of love, from a place of loving Jesus and a place of wanting to serve. I mean, the fact that I get to be in front of such advanced equipment and be mentored by such amazing people is such an honor for me. And I just, wow. I, it's honestly, it's just out of a place of love. And you know. Is there anything you want to say to the teenagers right now? Just do it. You'll never know where you're going to get with it, honestly. Like, I've just found such a love for uh, videography and photography, and I would also love to put that, you know, wherever I go in life, wherever the Lord leads me. And, you know, there's been days where I've come here, and I'm still doing my homework, and I'm still studying for the test the next day, but I know that, and, um, that the, by the grace of God, I've come to the place where I am just because of him and just because of being in this church. Wow, isn't that amazing? <laughs> Praise the Lord. Our last person is on my left here, Seth, whom, as you know, I taught dancing. Uh, his life completely changed when he learned all the moves that I taught him. But Seth, uh, jokes aside, <laughs> you're a forex trader, and every time we get together, you got your laptop out, you're checking the market, you got one eye, you're talking to me, but the other eye, you're checking out the market, you are doing, uh, you're able to multitask quite, quite, uh, quite easily. Um, and your volunteering is basically involved in a Wednesday night, coming out here and getting the dancers together, because as you know, we, by the way, if there is anybody that can dance like me out there and you want to get involved in the dancing uh, department, please speak to Seth and Kai. Um, they, they are the guys to, to talk to. But um, how, how do you find the time? Because obviously, you know, if you're working for yourself, you don't have any hours. You're basically working all the time. 
any available time that you have, you're working, you're doing whatever you can. Um, how is it that you are able to find the time to come and volunteer? Is it on? Yes, it's on. <laughs> no, Pastor John, um, it all begins with just being a reflection of who Christ is. Um, I've listened to everybody. <laughs> this is a salesperson. This yeah, morning. she's... <laughs> she's. I love how everybody is giving the roses about serving and there's thorns that come with it too, but that's the whole thing. We are a reflection of Christ. Mm. He served his whole life and it came with thorns, but with thorns came a reward. Yeah. And so um, when I look at serving, and even this week we were talking to the dancers, and uh, Matthew 25, Matthew 25 and verse 14, Jesus is giving a parable and he's speaking about a master and his servants. And so three of them, the one gets 3,000 coins, the one gets 2,000 coins, and the one gets 1,000 coins. The master goes, when he comes back, he wants to see what the guys have done with their coins. The guy with the 3,000 has doubled it. The guy with the 2,000 has doubled it. The master's happy. So what the master does, the master rewards them. Um, but there was a guy with 1,000 when the master came to him, the master said, hey, you know, you know, how's things? His fear caused him to bury the coins that the master had given him. Right. And see, the important thing is everybody here on the stage and everybody that is part of the dream team has identified the coins that God has given us. Mm. And so the problem is that when we don't identify the coins that God has given us, we tend to bury them because the coins are the promises that God has given us on the inside, our gifts that God has given right. us on the inside. All of these things that God has given That's us good. on the inside, what happens is through our own personal fear, we bury it. Yeah. And the Bible goes on and says, and Jesus says that what he had done is he removed the coins from the guy that buried them. And I love what the master says. The master still tells him that I wasn't even looking for much. The master said, you could have taken these coins and you could have put it in the bank, yeah. the bank that will give you the Less. lowest interest yeah. you'll mm. ever think of, and I would have still been happy. Just all I'm asking was just to work the coins I gave you. Right. You don't need to be on mm. the stage. You don't mm. need to be here. Mm. You can't mm. be in the parking lot. You can't do this. Wow. You can't do Just work the coins. And what... The amazing mm. thing is with him working the coins, his reward to the guys was not, was not only abundance, but he made it very clear in scripture that it is entering into joy. Mm. And that's the thing about serving. It comes with pain, yeah. it comes with thoughts, but the reward of joy is something that you will never be able to replace. You see? And Bump so, your neighbor and say, work the coins. <laughs> work the coins, neighbor. <laughs> neighbor! <laughs> So if you, if, you, if you want to find out how I balance it, I can't really tell you because I don't know. But what I do know is that I just keep working. Yep. And for me, that's what's important because the reward on that is, is greater. It's abundance not only financially, but just for me in my life. Mm. The joy of being able to serve and then see the reward of people's lives changing. Yeah, absolutely. And your life changes, and your life changes exactly. all of the time, yeah. on a daily basis, and the discipline of always being there and always showing up when you're tired, and, and that's the whole thing about serving. You Praise know? the Lord. Jesus was not sleeping, but he was out praying to the Father, you know, interceding on our behalf, even when he was on the earth as the God-man. Yeah. And so how much more us, 
How much will our desire just to make sure that I can do whatever I can, no matter where I come from, no matter what I do, no matter my situation, no matter what space I'm in. And you don't have to be perfect to work your coins, right? You don't have to be perfect. Okay, I'm you just know, checking. I, you know, we all, have, we all have our problems. But the trick is identify those coins and work those coins. And then you will experience joy because you're living your life frustrated because you're not working coins, you're working coal. That's good. Praise the Lord. Amen. Here are, here are some more videos just highlighting that fact. Hi, my name is Azan Dilengwane and I've been planted in the church since 2008. I started volunteering in 2010, but only started in the production team in 2019. Fast forward 2021, in my final year of university, I started applying for jobs. One of the biggest companies in South Africa reached out to me and with an invite for a virtual interview. In the interview, they did something that interviewers don't normally do and they allowed me to switch off my camera throughout the entire interview. Fast forward to the end of 2021, I received an offer letter stating that I'd start in March 2022. This job has allowed me to um, buy my first car and it has allowed me to grow in so many areas of my life. Volunteering has allowed me to grow my soft skills. I highly recommend getting involved in the church because there's so much that you can gain just from serving on a Sunday. Thank you. Praise the Lord. Isn't that amazing? Would you stand up with me? I know that our time is up, but hey, listen, if the Lord has been speaking to you today and you want to get involved somewhere, you want to get connected right now, would you just be so bold as just to put your hand up? Somebody is going to come. They'll uh, put a card in your hand. We'll take your details. We'll scan well, they'll do whatever you got to, that they got to do. But if you right now feel that tug in your heart to get involved, that's what I did in 1982. I got involved. And I can honestly tell you that my life was never the same. And you don't have to be perfect. Don't let the enemy lie to you and say that you are useless and fruitless. You say, well, pastor, I'm facing challenges, man. I got... You think these guys that are here don't have challenges, don't have giants that they got to fight? Do you think that they are not, that there are mountains that they've got to, they do, they're, there's all that happening, but they come and they come to serve and they come to get connected. I wanted to preach to you this morning on being useful and fruitful, and I'm not going to do it because of our time. But in Luke chapter 1, there's a story about a man by the name of Zechariah. You know him. He was John the Baptist's father. And in verse 5, it actually tells you, like it gives you this phenomenal genealogy of this man and this couple. It says there's a, there was a certain priest named Zacharias of the division of Abijah. Now, just to give you a bit of background, um, Aaron had four sons, two died. The two that lived became very fruitful. They got married and they had many descendants. And out of all the males that were born, David, when he came to institute worship, remember the tabernacle was different to the tabernacle of Moses. David 
came in and said, we're going to have worship 24 hours, seven days a week. So he devised 24 divisions out of the men that were born out of Aaron's sons. 24 divisions. The eighth division was of the division of Abijah. Eight is the number of resurrection. Eight is the number of new beginnings. So Zechariah, that's his reference. That's his genealogy. That's his background. Then you look at Elizabeth, and she was one of the daughters of Aaron. I mean, what more could you ask for? And as the division of Abijah, they were required to come twice a year to the city of Jerusalem, June, July, and December, and January, because of the Passover, uh, the Pentecostal feast, and the Feast of Tabernacles, and thousands of people would come, gather all around into Jerusalem, and they were involved in doing their priestly functions, sacrificing, etc., etc. So their genealogy is phenomenal. And then in verse 6, it says here, on top of that, in verse 6, if you can give me verse 6, and they were both righteous before God, walking in all the commandments and ordinances of the Lord, blameless. I mean, on, on top of it, I mean, they had a good track record in the church serving God. They were worshiping God. They prayed. They read the Bible. You know, they came to life group. They were life group leaders and, and, and did everything, everything, everything. But if you look at the next verse, the Bible says that they had no child. There was a problem that they were facing. There was a problem. Elizabeth was barren, and they were old in age. And you know, don't let the enemy lie to you that you are old now. Your time has passed, and because of that, you are useless and fruitless. Don't let the devil lie to you. Can I say that again? Do not let the devil lie to you because of your age. I don't care how old you are. If you still got breath in your lungs, you are useful and fruitful to God and to the body of Christ and to the kingdom of God. But the Bible says while he was serving. I mean, he's got these problems. Elizabeth is barren. They're old in age. There are giants that they've got to face. There are things happening in our workplace. There are things happening in our family space. There are things happening in our marriage space. There are things happening in our city space. There are things happening in the world space. There are things happening in the marketplace that did not deter from him to come and serve. And I can tell you that 99% of the people that you see on the stage are somewhere carrying some scar, some hurt, some disappointment. They're facing some challenge, but they're coming here and saying, you know what, I'm going to put that aside. I need my miracle. I need my breakthrough. I need God to do something. If I do nothing, I'm going to allow the enemy to lie to me and say to me, you are useless and fruitless. Do you know that there are people that walk around with that sentiment. They might not be barren physically, but they are barren spiritually, and they carry on their soul, shoulders the fact that they are useless because that is what they've been told. They've been told, you're no good. You possess no value. And I want to say that's a lie from the pit 
of hell. It's a lie. You've been made by God, made in His image. Hallelujah. You are unique. You are one of a kind. There is nobody like you. And if you are born again on the inside of you, I want to tell you, man, there is use that God has of your life. Useful means you are full of use and full of good use. Hallelujah. Don't let the enemy lie to you. Lift your hands right now. I want to come against that spirit. You foul lying spirit that you have lied to the people of God. You have told them that they are useless and fruitless. I break those words over people's lives right now. In the name of Jesus, Lord, even words that have been spoken by spouses and family members and by in the where whoever, uncles and aunties and whoever has spoken those words over people here today, we break the powers of those words right now in the name of Jesus. And we declare every man of God, every woman of God, every child of God that is made in the image of God to be useful and fruitful in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Look at somebody and tell them I'm useful and fruitful. Come on, I'm useful and fruitful. And I surrender all. And I surrender all. All to thee. more time I want you to think about surrendering your gifts surrendering your coins surrendering your God-given abilities surrendering your love surrendering your kindness there are people that need your kindness there are people that need your compassion there are people that need your love blessed Savior Take it up a key. And the first verse. Oh, to Jesus, I surrender all to Him I freely. And I will ever love Him. I will ever love And trust Him in His presence.
blessed Savior. up a key. Let's do that third verse again. Oh, to Jesus, make me Savior, holy thine. Let that be a prayer that comes from your heart this morning. close this morning I sense his love in this place pulling and tugging at every heart hear me friend whoever you may be this morning you're not a nobody you are a somebody you have value 
you have worth. How do I know? Because Jesus died for you on the cross. He would not have died for humanity if he had felt that they are without worth and without value. But when he sees you, he sees the value, he sees the worth because the Bible says that you were made fearfully and wonderfully by God. You are made fearfully and wonderfully by God. You say, Pastor, huh, easy for you to say. You don't know what's happened. You don't know my life. You don't know where I've come from. You don't know where I am right now. And that might be so, but that's not the finished product. That's not how God sees you right now. God doesn't see you destroyed by the devil. God doesn't see you entangled in that sin. God doesn't see you far away from Him. God doesn't see you without love. God doesn't see you without His forgiveness, without His compassion, without His mercy. When He sees you, He sees the finished work. He sees you through the cross. He sees you through the blood. And He says, that's my boy. That's my girl. That's my man. That's the person that I died on the cross and I see them in their finished state. I don't know what state you're in today. And I want to tell you, you don't need to be in that state. You don't need to remain in that state. You say, well, I don't feel holy. I don't feel worthy. I... See, that's exactly what sin does. It comes to devalue us. And then you feel like, I have no purpose. What's the use? I messed up big time. And every time I do something, it seems like I always mess up. But that's because you just need God's help. That's because He's outside of your circle. That's because you need to invite Him into your circle into your heart, into your life. And He's willing to do that. The amazing thing is, even though God knows everything about us, because He sees us through the blood, He doesn't see the faults. He doesn't see the imperfections. Are there imperfections? Oh, many. Are they faults? Oh, many. But He sees us through the blood. He sees you through the finished work of the cross. And this morning, with every head bowed, every eye closed, see people walk out because they don't value the life of an individual. Walk out, sir, with your hands in your pocket. Who gives a hoot about people? Nobody should be walking around right now. Right now. Right now. You say, why? Because you're a heartbeat away from coming to God. You're a heartbeat away. I don't know what happens out there. I don't know if you'll be alive tomorrow. I, th I, I think we all need to clap. I think we all need to clap. You're not clapping for me. But right now, there are people's lives that are hanging in the balance, and that's why I'm ferocious when it comes to altar calls and salvations. Because when we walk out like you saw those people out, you're making it like 
whether you respond or not doesn't really matter. We're, ready, we're about to wrap up. We, it's just a formality. It's just, blah. who really gives a care? But this is the, one of the most important things. I became who I am because of what happened in 1982 and by connecting to the house, playing the drums, I connected to the house. Connected to the house. Let me just say this. If you're, it's impossible to be connected to Jesus without being connected to the body. He's the head, we're the body. If you're connected to Jesus somewhere, somehow you'll be connected to the body. Can I get an amen in this place? But those of you this morning that are away from God, I don't care what the reason is. And we're not here to highlight that. We're not here to expose you. We're here to expose the enemy and tell him that he's a liar, that you can come today. You can come back to Jesus if you were serving Him, if you are away and you have no peace with God and you have no assurance this morning and you don't know what it feels like to have your sins forgiven you, you can come back to God. That's the good news, family. You can come back with every head bowed, every eye closed. You said that to me, Pastor, would you pray for me? I gladly would. I would be honored to you to, to do that for you, to lead you in a prayer, to shake your hand, to welcome you. If that's you right now, you know this is me. God's talking to me. I feel that pull. I feel that tug. And I want you to get up out of your seats now. Get up out of your seats. Walk down the aisle. Come and join me in the front. Would you do that? Would you do that right now? Just don't think about anything. Don't delay. Bring your Bibles. Bring your handbags. Bring your belongings. But come right now. And I surrender all. And I surrender all. And all to Thee. All to Thee. Now you know why I'm so strong when people, they walk out with their hands in their pocket like, who gives a, a rap, uh, you know, just who gives, 
and people are weeping and broken and they're being ministered to and we're standing here getting ready to go out with an indifferent heart. Praise the Lord. Welcome. Welcome, 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 welcome. God bless you. Are you together? Praise God. Husband and wife. Hey, fiance, you're going to get married. You're doing the right thing. Amen. Now I just feel like the decision that you're making today is going to really impact some massive things that God has in store for you. In these next three months, when are you going to get married? What's the delay? I've got my book in the car. We can do it now. We just, we'll just go around the back. Now, I'm not a marriage office anymore, but when are you planning to get married? Next year. Okay. Better sooner than ever. Eh? Praise the Lord. I just sense as you come together in holy matrimony, you're going to sense like something that you've never experienced quite like it quite like it quite like it you might want to think about moving that date but anyways I'll leave it up to you I think there's some things you have to sort out first amen so glad to have each and every one of you here this morning would you stretch your hands out towards them those of you in the front just pray this prayer after me heavenly father by the way if you're watching online this is for you as well all right hello here I am if you're watching online wherever you are you can pray this prayer as well, all right? Say with me, Heavenly Father, I come to you today in Jesus' name, just as I am with all of my faults, all of my failures, and all of my sin. And I ask you for forgiveness right now. Jesus, come into my life. Come and change me. I receive your nature. I receive eternal life and the forgiveness of all of my sins. With my heart, I believe, and with my mouth, I confess that you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. I'll never be the same. I'll never be the same. From this day onwards, my life is changed. I'm born again. I'm washed in the blood, and I'll never be the same. In Jesus' name. We trust you enjoyed this message. To stay connected to Durban Christian Center, like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, and download our DCC Church app. Hop onto our website for any information you might need about the Durban Christian Center. If you are in Durban, South Africa, we would absolutely love for you to join us at our Sunday morning services at 8 a.m. and 10.30 a.m. You can find us at 39 Garth Road, Mabel. God bless you. We look forward to seeing you. Bye-bye.